This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back to Mad Made Monsters, the show all about scary, true encounters with other people. Once again, this is your host, Eric, coming back for another episode tonight. For a link to our Discord where you can be interviewed for a future episode and to discover more horror podcasts, please head over to eeriecast.com. Tonight's story features my friend, Mr. G, and some crazy encounters he had with some individuals at work. All the stories you will hear tonight are true. Viewer's discretion is advised. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Man Made Monsters. I'm with my boy, Mr. G, here today, the G-Man. He's going to come in. Uh, obviously, G is not his name, but we're using an alias because he is actually wanted by the police. Um, that may or may not oh, be true. Two so. counts of fraud, uh, three counts of involuntary manslaughter, and one count of being too sexy for my shirt. Yeah, and at least four counts of voluntary manslaughter. No. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, it's good to have you on today, and uh, glad we could finally get you. I know we've been kind of like talking back and forth and trying to get things going, but uh, it's like either I'm busy or I don't see the DM, and I'm you know apologize for that. So, but it's all good. But we got you now, and first first new story of the new year. And, uh, and yeah, so this is pretty exciting. Um, I guess you want to go, Oh, I got a frog in my throat. You want to, uh, you want to introduce yourself, kind of give us a little backstory about yourself, where you're from, you know, age, things like that. Uh, my name is G. Uh, I got that nickname from when I was landscaping. So I just kind of stuck with it. Um, I live in Florida currently, uh, Tampa to be exact. If you want to come find me, please try it. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm 21. I'm not that old. So the fact that I've been through so much shit, even though I'm so young, it's just like, it gives me, it gives me ammunition for stories to tell. And it's always very fun because like people are always like wowed by my stories until, and then they're like, Oh, it's fake. And I'm like, no, here's a video. So, um, that's just a little about me. Uh, I train mixed martial arts, uh, I work a pretty shitty job, so, yeah, you know. That's all right. That's the, uh, I think when Normal everyone's kid. young, that's what everyone does. So I remember, I mean, I worked, uh, I don't even know the, the right word, a plunder, a, a, a plunder, plun, plundera. I'm just making Plethora? No, no, no. That, that word is too accurate. Okay. Like a Rick and Morty word for this one. Uh, I just worked a shit ton of jobs growing up when I was young, so. Before, a smorgasbord. A smorgasbord of jobs. But yeah, by the time, and I worked night shift too, up until like the age of 23. So from like age dude. 18 to 23, it was all like graveyard. <laughs> dude, um, over to, I used to work fucking overnight shifts at CVS. So, <laughs> you know, everyone I've met that's worked at CVS, they've, they've all told me like, it's just a bunch of like homeless people and crackheads and it's like uh, the worst kind of people that go into CVS. And every time I go to CVS, I'm just like, honey, I just need a little chapstick. You know, I just need like a <laughs> drink, but yeah. I mean, the one I worked at was in downtown Tampa. So there was a bunch of like college kids 
because that's where the University of Tampa is. So there, like, there's just a bunch of college kids and just a bunch of drunk people, and your occasional crackhead, yeah. But um, it's amazing. It was actually kind of normal. Oh, huh. well, I guess I should go to, I should go there then. I should. Well, I don't know. I live in El Paso, but it's like anywhere in Texas too, though. I've heard, at least in my experience, and like the three people I've I've known. And they're like, yeah, I mean, that's like the worst stories. Like one one of my friends was telling me like the girl was like putting things up her cooch and trying to steal it. And they're just like, yeah, you can take that. That's all you. Everything is bigger in Texas, they say. Yeah, even this girl's Mary Poppins cooch, you know. This <laughs> <laughs> is taking everything. Oh, talk about man-made monsters right there. <laughs> yeah. That's her manhole. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, gaping. Lord. Yeah, it's staring at me. It's, it's gonna breeze. <laughs> cool. All right, and uh, I'm also gonna put a link to the video that you send me. Um, I've got the video on my side, so I'll put it on my like, Google Drive. So if you guys are listening to this and you want to see the video um, that Mr. G has sent us, then I will put it in there. You guys can click on it and see for yourselves, and uh, it'll put some like Benny Hill music behind it, and it'll be funny. But um... oh yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely <laughs> do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I guess we'll just kind of dive into your first story. Um, when when did this take place? Like what year? And uh, you know, oh, year. year uh, where was it? I worked at this? I worked at this place from about 2021 to 2023. So just about last year. Um, it was like a uh, because in Florida, we have something called the Hard Rock. Everybody knows what the Hard Rock is. Um they kind of like run things here when it comes to gambling and casinos and shit. So I worked at a, like one of those underground casinos that were kind of illegal, but you know, I didn't know that at the time until the cops came and shut it down. But basically I worked there for that amount of time and, uh, it wasn't in the best area. If anybody who lives in Tampa knows about Hillsborough Avenue, um, it was on East Hillsborough Avenue, which is like one of the, like, I guess you can call it the hood in a sense. Um, yeah, uh, it was, it was definitely within those two years, definitely a lot of crap happened. When you say the hood, I mean, I'm imagining like gators with like little do rags on a little chair. Uh, just, yeah, there's like a few alligators with like. Mac tens and uh <laughs> you know just just random crack rocks walking around the streets. Nothing crazy pipe. though. They're spinning up pipe with their little gator fingers. <laughs> uh it's just crack smoking Molly at this point. Jesus. I need to go there. No, um <laughs> <laughs> So I mean this sounds interesting too. So it's like an underground I mean I've never heard of the place. So for someone outside of, you know, Florida, it's like an underground gambling. Does it look legitimate though when you see it up front? Oh, um, it look... it's it's like it's it's in a it's in like a small building. Um, there's a bunch of slot machines and you know just online machines as well. Uh, it's not really like like a casino, but it's definitely like a slot arcade. Um, the reason why it was so underground and like kind of inconspicuous was because of. I guess the illegality of it, but you know, the place I worked had all their shit intact. And the thing is they all, they had class two machines. So there's, there's three classes of machine. There's class one, class two, class three. We had class two, 
Class 3 are the ones that are illegal. Class 1 arcade machines are literally just like your typical arcade machines, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to spread information, misinformation. But we had Class 2 machines, which means they were completely legal. They were actually ran in like a bingo type of system. It's, it's very complex. So I guess technically speaking, the place I worked wasn't illegal. But the the idea of it was if that makes sense as someone who has zero experience gambling besides gambling rust skins yeah it makes sense to me i get it <laughs> but that's just like the nitty-gritty of it that's like kind of like it's definitely not layman's terms but it's definitely you know pretty simple you look you you look at it you see it it's a slot machine boom you press a button on it boom but yeah, who was like your regular customers for that kind of like establishment? Well, who would you <laughs> <say>? <laughs> I think it's, it's kind of sad, actu sad, actually. Um, lots of crackheads. Uh, there's a bunch of homeless people. There are also like the regular, like normal everyday people. I mean, shit, one of our customers was a convicted murderer. So that's that's interesting. Um. But yeah, like there's typically normal people, but then, you know, there's also the crackheads, the molly heads, homeless people, literally people that would sleep out in the car in the parking lot and then come in after they were done sleeping. So definitely your fair share of uh, mixed and matched people, I guess. It's kind of sad, though, because like a lot of the time it would be those homeless crackheads chilling out in the back of the fucking store just to like stay away from the rain it was kind of sad kind of sad and the thing about me is uh <clears throat> one of the rules is we had to kick him off the property because made it looks bad made us look bad so i was the main one doing that shit nobody else cared except for me because i just didn't you know want to get fired yeah i mean i've had to, everyone's had to do it you know you've worked a regular job there's people that it's you know it's technically loitering so you can't have that but I get exactly. it. It sucks. You know, you have to after a while, especially, I mean, some people, you know, homeless people usually, oh. or I forget, there's a new term going around for homeless. They don't want to say homeless. They want to say like wandering. Yeah. They're the wandering. <laughs> Fucking wandering. They sound they're... majestic. Oh, he's a wanderer. <laughs> uh, but, no, um... Karen. He just did enough crack in his day to fucking kill a baby. Oh, that guy is, that guy is dead. <laughs> he's, he's not wandering. He's fucking... Give me some Narcan. But, uh, yeah, we had one guy, and, you know, he was pretty calm for the most part. And, and they can just switch like that. So I had one guy, and uh, I think I told this story on the show once, but I worked as a manager at Walmart overnights, and homeless guy would come in. Oh, God. And, yeah, he just starts, like, harassing this new girl that's working there. And she had just got, like, retired from the Navy, you know. And I was like, oh, she can handle her. You know, she can handle herself. She's she's a pretty big girl, too, you know. And, um. But yeah, she like came up and I could tell she was like visually shaken and she's like kind of like that thing where someone's in front of you and someone's behind them and they're kind of like giving you like the shifty eyes to the left like, hey, this guy's fucking with me. I was like, oh, so, you know, I, I've had my share of like kicking homeless people out. Like, hey, man, I'm sorry. You got to get out of here, dude. You got to get out. And he's like, oh, no, no, I'm, just, I'm just trying to I just want to like, no, nah, no, nah, get, get the fuck out. Come on, let's go. Yeah, get the fuck out of my Walmart. Yeah, for real. It's just like. I'm not paid yeah i shit. mean there's been several times where you know there's been crackheads that came in that would just like randomly start issues and i'd had to kick them out or 
you know, just homeless people that would just chill in the back, that would come in, spend like a dollar or two just to like stay inside and then like give it like 30 minutes. They ran out of their money. They just been sitting there. I had to kick them out too. It's actually the reason why I've had so many fucking arguments at that place. Holy hell. Um, I remember one time there's this one guy, he had like a receding hairline. So that's the reason why I can remember it so well. Um, he had a receding hairline, a buck in his tooth. Like this motherfucker was ugly. So <laughs> it's a face. It's a, it's a face only a mother could love. Yeah. So, yeah. um, basically he comes in, he would only spend a dollar each and every fucking time. He would come in, spend a dollar. And the thing is at the, at the place I worked, we also had free snacks, but as long as you spent money, you know what I mean? It's not like you had to pay for it, but like you can get as many snacks as you want as long as you spent money. Bro would come in here, spend a fucking dollar and try to get like 15 different items from the shit that we had in the back. I'm like, what the fuck do you think this is? A grocery store? Like you're over here doing your Christmas shopping and fucking feeding your entire family off of one dollar. Like this shit isn't a charity. So basically one time he came in and, uh, you know, he did the whole dollar thing and tried to ask for like a million snacks. I told him no. I was like, dude, look, the minimum to get snacks now is five bucks. Like, I just made this shit up on the spot. The minimum to get snacks now is five bucks. So unless you come in here and spend five, you're not getting shit. He's like, oh, whatever. Fuck you. I'm like, whoa, what did I do? You know what I mean? But I didn't yeah. say that. I said, I said, you know what? Fuck you, too. Oh. <laughs> 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 and the thing about this job, I didn't have to be professional about it. So it was great. I was allowed to cuss out the customer with no issue. That's I was basically my what, own. What did he I was do? Basically... Is he like, what? Did he like get caught off guard because you told him, fuck you back? He got, he got really caught off guard. He's like, what you want to do about it, huh? What you want to do about it? <laughs> like he just immediately went to wanting to fight. And if there's one thing I learned in my life, crackheads have superpowers. So, I don't know if fighting a crackhead is probably the best idea. He's like a homelander. Um, he shoots lasers out of his eyes. <laughs> he's like fucking Wolverine, too. Just grabs fucking claws out of his hands like it's nothing. He has the fucking fighting skills of John Wick. But... <laughs> he starts transforming to the Hulk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. It's, 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 it's green. Oh but, yeah, so... I was like, shit, <laughs> I can't walk outside, so I can't do it. <laughs> so he would like, he went outside and I would just hope open the door. And we're just like bickering back and forth to each other. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You're banned. Don't come back here. And, uh, you know, I wanted to fight him, but you know, I, I couldn't leave the store because it was actually like packed at the time. So that's, that's really that. Um, it sucked. It did suck. I'm not going to lie. Um, I really did want to punch him in the mouth. But, uh, you know, it's not like I would knock any teeth out anyways with the two teeth he had. Uh, yeah, that's 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 one of the crackhead arguments I've had out of many. Did you have any other uh, crackhead or any, you know, instances at this the same job? Oh, yeah. These these the rest of the stories I'm telling you are all from the same job. Oh, genre. okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even get started. <laughs> so, <coughs> excuse me. 
I'm coming. I'm coming off of cold, I guess. But no, uh, good. one time, here's a, here's another story. Uh, so I was working the evening shift, and typically on the evening shift after 8 p.m., we'd have a security guard there. Um, don't worry, I didn't try beating the shit out of a security guard. He had a gun. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's usually a good deterrent. The <laughs> yeah. The, the the point is the point is right. The security guard was there, so he could have easily prevented this from happening. But um, I had a customer walk in. He was extremely drunk, but he was a regular. And he would... And I forget what the hell the issue started over. It was literally so silly. And... Basically... Fuck. What, what, what did I even... What did it even start over? This is the crazy part. He was just drunk. He was drunk off his ass. And... I guess he said some slick shit to me. I like said, yo, don't be like that. Like, st I, I think it was because he was swearing really loud. I was like, yo, you got to stop swearing so loud. He's like, what the fuck do you mean? I got to stop swearing so loud. I'm a grown ass man. Da -da 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 -da. I was like, dude, you just got to fuck. You just got to stop. <laughs> There's old people in here, yo. Like, just, just chill out. And then like, I get pissed off. I walk to the back to the office and then Diggs is walking up and he's in my face at this point. He's like, you got a problem with me? You trying to fight? You trying to fight? And I'm just sitting there with my hands behind my back ready to fuck this man up. Mind you, I'm not trying to sound like a tough guy. I'm really not. So I hope nobody's like getting that type of vibe. I'm not a tough guy. It's just when I'm pressed, I don't back down. There's a very large difference. So I'm just sitting there quiet while he's in my face. And then after like about five minutes of this man screaming in my face, wanting to fight me, that's when the security guard gets up and is like, all right, chill out, chill out, chill out. And it's like, dude, <laughs> you couldn't just do that five minutes ago. Instead, you're just waiting for this man to fucking damn near put his hands on me. I mean, shit, dude, he's drunk. Kick him out because he's overly drunk. Did you ever have times yeah. where people would, you know, be? I mean, so you guys served alcohol there, yeah? No, we didn't serve alcohol. Oh, you if just anything, came in and fucked up. Yeah, you weren't you weren't allowed to drink alcohol in the building, uh, due to that very reason of people being overly aggressive or like you know being a bad drunk, and you know you can obviously spot somebody when they're being rowdy and rambunctious, and you know if they're swearing up a storm while there's old people in there. You know, people that are obviously, like, visibly distressed by this man swearing up a storm. You know, you got to do something as, like, the, the person running the running the show at the point at that time. I mean, you got to do something about it. You can't yeah. just let it, you can't just let it slide because then they're going to go to my boss and be like, yo, so-and-so let this happen when he could have prevented it. And the security wasn't doing shit. Speaking of security, oh my gosh. Dude, when I tell you, uh, the security at that job was not very good. Um, I've worked several overnight shifts to where the security was the main one sleeping. Mind you, they're supposed to be on high alert and like they get paid to do it. So it's just interesting that the security would sleep somewhere where there's a very large amount of money in the back and, uh, anything could happen at any time, especially in the location that I was in. But, um... Speaking of that, 
Wow, that brings me to my next point. I, I'm doing good at this transitional shit. <laughs> Let it um, speaking of copious amounts of money getting taken in the area that we were in, um, one of my coworkers at the time, he was an older white gentleman. Um, he was on shift. Uh, he was just doing some extracurricular activities, like taking the trash out whenever there's a full store. So, mind you, that's very frowned upon. Because guess what? We didn't have a key to the door of the office. So we had to keep it unlocked at all times so we can actually get in the shit. Hey friends, don't go anywhere just yet. We're taking a little sponsored ad break and we'll be right back after these messages. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. So, this dude goes, and mind you, here's here's basically what the office was. A big, like, just a big square, pretty, pretty small. And there's two sliding glass doors. That's where the transactions happen. So... These sliding glass doors are easily moved. There's no click. There's no none of that. They're easily moved. You, you can move it from either side of the window. And then there's the door. So, as my coworker goes and throws the trash out, we have a customer that was a regular, obviously. Uh, ain't a regular no more. But he opened the glass window, reached in to the window, pushes the register open because there were push opens they weren't like button opens or anything like that mm -hmm. and they didn't they weren't locked he pushes the register open and this motherfucker steals six hundred dollars out the drawer yeah. <laughs> and the crazy thing about this job right if your drawer was under that shit came out of your own pocket out your own shit so yeah, um, <laughs> and then my, my co-worker comes back, and he's like, what the hell? And, like, he's, like, looking through the, the drawers and everything. Well, actually, no. That was after I came onto the shift. He didn't realize until I came onto the shift that that shit was missing. I'm the only one that raised an issue. I'm like, hey, Jeff, or shit, I just doxed him. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> I was like, fuck it. Hey, Jeff, uh, what the fuck is up? Like, why is there only this much money in the drawer? He's like, that's weird. I just, I just, I just counted it. Da -da 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 -da. Something must have happened. Yeah. Fucking the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles decided to come out the sewer today and rob your ass. So, yeah, basically he got, he got fucking robbed, I guess. He got the store robbed in a sense. Uh, you guys have cameras you probably like found out who it we was. Had, 
we had cameras. We could easily see who it was. And he looked directly into the camera like a freaking dumbass. <laughs> As he's like taking the money out the drawer, he looks up and just sees the camera. Just walks out after he takes the money. Did the guy ever come back? Was he, really he never came. He never came back. But we ran his shit and we got his ass. So. It was a, because the thing is with the system is that everybody who's in the system has their license, their driver's license in it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They have to get in. So, so put everything in. Yep. So we had his driver's license. We had his full name. And, you know, we had people that obviously knew the person himself. So, yeah, he he got he got booked for it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that that's what happened. Uh, he just opened the little glass window, took the fucking money and just dipped. And that's kind of the reason why the job switched. Uh, like they literally took down the glass windows and put like a, like a big window with like wooden boards around it and like a very small area to where only like transactions could happen. You can't fit your arm through. You can't even fit your fucking pinky toe through. Like the, the shit is like down pack. Boom. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. definitely a crazy time. That's insane. Yeah. I don't even know what I would do in that situation. Like, I mean, God, I mean, I mean, if it was like, it came out of my drawer. Oh man, I would. <laughs> yeah, oh. bro. Try putting it on me. He's like, did you count it right? Did you count it right? I'm like, nah, I, I didn't, I didn't graduate high school. So, um, I kind of forgot like a few steps when I was in elementary uh <laughs> like of it's course i petty. fucking counted it <laughs> i tried man one two three you know that's my god i counted i counted four <laughs> uh, five's a little too little too a little too steep so they took it out of his paycheck though i mean fuck. um or did they give him like the pass luckily cause... yeah they gave him a pass um fortunately of course you know I, I i didn't want him to owe that money i think that would have been fucked up if you had to but I mean, it is it is your responsibility to make sure everything is like taken care of and not to leave shit unattended. But I see like where they came from and like not making him have to pay that because that's a steep amount of money for such a simple mistake. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it just uh, it's just fucked up. Yeah, it's like someone if you were to get robbed at gunpoint, they're like, okay, well, you got to pay us now. I'd be like, fuck y'all. <laughs> I'm being shit. Yeah, that, that shit was crazy. And it's it's funny because like, you know, security wasn't there because it was a morning shift. So the security, you know, had nothing to do with it. I remember like <laughs> the, what the one thing that the security did have to do with was when someone was sleeping in the back and he just fucking picked this dude up and just threw him out the door. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just... Just wake homeboy up. Just tap him on the shoulder twice and be like, yo, you got to get your ass up. Toot it and boot it. But yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to not have to have deal, dealt with that type of situation. Um, But it definitely is like a little nerve wracking knowing that somebody could easily just, you know, reach in the back. And kind of just ruin your entire paycheck. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, 
I think a lot of people, you know, that that's an insane lot of money. If I don't think yeah. people are just chilling with a, you know, a grand in their pocket, like, oh, if I lose this, it's okay, it's whatever. You it's know? like unless you're fucking loaded with money. Yeah, you know? I lose a thousand dollars. I'm like right. stressing, you know. I'm like, oh, I better go do some fucking DoorDash jobs. I better go do some fucking, you know, anything for money. So, oh man. Yeah, I remember one time, um. Dude, I got swindled in the mall one time. <laughs> I got fucking hit with three card Monty and I lost like eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah. And then my my uh my ex at my ex had called the police and said they did something illegal. Which technically speaking that is illegal. You can't uh you can't do that shit. You can't just swindle people out of their money. Um Mind you, if you're playing like a legit game, that's fine. But if it's a game of literally no chance, that's completely illegal. It's it's a it's a weird thing, but yeah, uh, it's so funny because the FBI detective on or not the detective, the FBI detective, but the detective on the case actually contacted me a few weeks ago about that shit, and it happened literally in 2020. So, <laughs> I mean, dude, <laughs> the fact that they're contacting me still after so long, but um. Back to the back to the crazy work stories. I just sent you another video. Wait, I want to know more about this. More about this FBI story. Wait, let me check out the video. It's 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 not the FBI. It's not the FBI. Um, it's just the local de police department had a detective on the case. Um, they basically said, "Hey, can you choose somebody out of a lineup?" I'm like, "Probably uh, not. It's been fucking three that. years." But I tried. I didn't identify anybody. So. Nobody got in trouble for it. I never got the money back. Uh, kind of wasn't expecting it either. But, uh, yeah. I'm watching the video you sent me of this guy getting beat with a with a bucket. Yeah, I told you. I got receipts, my dog. I got receipts. <laughs> I like how he hands him the bucket, too. He's like, here you go. And he's he like, leaves. here, here's Bam. the bucket. And then, blank. Like, <laughs> like, damn. He's so pissed. Wait, I'm speaking of watch, the bucket, watch the first video now. I didn't get to see that one yet. Speaking of the bucket, let's tell that story. Um, so it involves the same guy. Uh, his name is. He named it Gav. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so basically, it happened at the time. I know this story more than anything because it was just so ridiculous. Jeff was a very particular person. You had to say things straight up. You couldn't really joke with him. You couldn't really do anything with him. And, uh, you know, it's just how it was. You know, he's just an older dude. You kind of have to just be straight up with him. Um, I remember the customer, his name was Africa. We all called him Africa. Uh, because he was from Africa. His, I'm not going to say his real name, but it was a, just a very hard name to say. So we all just called him Africa. He told us to call him Africa. And he would hand us... I forget what he would hand us. Oh, yeah. He would give us a $5 bill and say, give me nine ones. Because he would like break change. Mind you, that was his shtick. That was his little joke. He'd say, give me nine ones. Obviously, common sense says you only give him five. So, Jeff at the time, just, I guess he was having a bad day, I'm not sure. But, Africa tells him, hand me nine ones. 
just like, what the fuck do you mean nine ones? And, and Africa is like reiterating, hand me nine ones. Mind you, he's like, he's just joking around. Everybody knows that's his little thing. So, Jeff gets in his face first and points in his face and gets mad and tells Africa, you know what? Get the fuck out. Stop playing games with me. So, <clears throat> Africa kind of like puts his hand on him, pushes him back a little bit. Because obviously, you know, you don't want somebody in your face like that. You know, that's just not cool. Um, <laughs> and then push literally comes to fucking shove because Jeff pushes him back, as you can see in the video. And then Africa just fucking swings for the fences. And Jeff's like, you know what? You got to get the fuck out. What is wrong with you? And then Africa is just on game. He just wants to fight. He's like, yeah, I'm done with this asshole. Like, I just want to beat some ass now. <laughs> so... You know, Africa's on go. And then Jeff's like throwing his shit back at him. Like, here, dude, get the fuck out my store. And uh, you can hear me in the background of the video saying, Africa won that. <laughs> yeah, I was listening but, to it. I think it might get picked up on the podcast a little bit. And that's, uh, that's, yeah. But Jeff's like throwing his shit at him. He threw the bag at him, hit him in the fucking face with it. And then Jeff hands him the bucket back. That was a big mistake. Because if there's one thing about Africans and buckets, they know how to use them. Yeah, that is. I mean, I've always heard that <laughs> Africans, you know, if they have a bucket, they know how to use it. So. You know. Yeah, and then once Africa got his bucket, his white, <laughs> his white trustable bucket, he just fucking wallops Jeff with the bucket, calls it a wrap, and then Jeff's ready to beat his ass. Africa's like, come on, bro, come on. Like, obviously saying in his little own way but jeff picks up the fucking step ladder and ready to use that shit like it's a goddamn machine gun this motherfucker's holding it like he's ready for war so now it's bucket versus step ladder and then africa what just walks out africa literally just walks out it's because africa came in the other day um he actually got banned from the establishment for a little bit and then Africa came in one day and just like explained everything while I was there to my manager. And that's when we found the camera footage. And it was just so funny because uh, that was like our first time seeing it. And we're just cracking the fuck up laughing because like <laughs> it was literally bucket versus stepladder. Like, what are you doing, stepladder? You know, so it was just fucking hilarious. Uh, definitely one of the fights of all time. This first clip you sent me here, who is this? Who, who are these people fighting? I see like the dude gets wrestled. Okay. And he's like, that's so funny. Ass. That's the next story I was going to tell. Hey. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> I'm just going to use aliases for this one. Okay. Um, There was one regular named F. He's the taller African-American gentleman. And there's one named B who was the one getting fucking mollywopped. So, F was was always a very nice guy. He'd always come in to the store saying, I'm tired of losing all my money here. <laughs> tired of being in the doghouse. Like, it was just like his thing. He would always come in and say that shit. 
So I forgot what the argument started over. I guess boss uh, B was being an asshole. Um, and, you know, F just wasn't having it. So they get into a little altercation. You know, F's just trying to get calmed down. And then B, well, I guess F like kind of just had enough of his shit and just said, meet me outside. And then B just, as you can see, his little chunky ass is walking outside. And, you know, you being the big muscle daddy as you are, um, you can tell that a ma that man is obviously very chunky. <laughs> he's, um, he's, he's just a winter bulk, that's all. Just a little winter bulk. <laughs> just a winter bulk. Well, just a, just a cool little winter bulk, even though it happened in January. <laughs> um, <laughs> two-year bulk, okay? You know, you, you got dedicated, you know, he's trying to put some size on. You know. Hey man, he was a he was a mall cop, so I guess I guess it makes sense. Yeah, was but he looks like like Paul Blart a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I keep fast forwarding the video on my screen, watching it like in extra fast motion. It's so funny, just speeding it up and watching it, and just like this dude, he's getting like thrown, he trips over the trash can, and this other guy so, nonstop punching the shit out of him. They didn't even make it outside, bro. That's the craziest part. He, like, dragged they didn't even make it too. outside. Bam. They didn't make it outside, but like basically once, once F threw the first punch at B, B starts jetting it back inside, and that's when the molly whopping starts happening. Like... Bro, just like we, the second you see him walk outside, he comes right the fuck back and just starts getting his ass beat. Yeah, but uh, they knock over the poor trash can as if that did anything to them, and you just see F just fucking banking him in the head, boink, 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 and just you know fucking his whole life up, and you know, you just see just just the regular people there just trying to break it up, but uh. Yeah, who's who's grabbing F there at the end? Because they look a lot smaller. I, I don't even know, but like, my presumption is F was just like complying at that point. He's like, all he's, right, but, all right, I fucked him he's up. He's like, all right. Yeah, he's like, all right, I beat it the fuck out of him. And I remember I talked to F one day about that. I was like, hey, I heard you you fought B. He's like, yeah, I did. Uh, I was going to kill that man. <laughs> I was like, oh, Wow interesting yeah it if we cool. got that it looks like a like a like what do you call them where the <laughs> gaming tournaments are held you know they have like a little it looks like that from like, an outside, e yeah, like, like an esports like an esports arena. arena yeah this whole scene yeah it was just it was just fucking hilarious because like f was always so chill and b was somebody i also had problems with so when i finally got this video and i was able to watch it for the first time I literally clapped like it was the end of a fucking sh like really good movie. Yeah, that's right. I'm the guy that claps in the movie theaters. Fucking come after me. Find me. Yeah. I also clap on the fucking plane lands. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, shit. But when I first saw that shit, though, for real, I literally was like so happy I got to see that. Because... There's nothing more satisfying, obviously, than wishing somebody well, than watching your fucking sworn enemy at a place get their ass completely handed to them and mollywhopped by somebody you absolutely adore. 
it's a very rare occurrence, but when it happens, it's fucking magical. It's like a unicorn falling from heaven, shitting rainbows and eating uh, garlic, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, when you, when, you, when you mentioned clapping when an airplane lands, that reminded me of a story. <laughs> um, and this, I was like 13 years old. So keeping my 13-year-old me, I'm like this, you know, if you looked at me, I was very emo back then. I like long hair. It was all dyed purple and like streaked out. And It's not know. a phase, mom. Yeah. And it was, hey, I guess it wasn't a phase. But I still kind of do it from time to time. But uh, I mean, I had trip pants on with chains all over my pants. And I was like, ah, whatever. And I'm like solo riding the plane back to Texas. I like ran away from home too. And, uh. Oh, let, yeah, yeah. Let's just fucking ignore that part. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, this is before like, that. This is, I did do that, but that was like three years later. But I'm taking the plane to go like live with my dad at this point but I, all i have is like a satchel with like a pentagram on it because it's like a hymn satchel from the band hymn like hot topic you know and it's stuffed with everything i have because i don't have a fucking uh you know what, what you call them little luggage luggage tote with me and uh so imagine you see a kid skinny with the chains all over him and he's got this tote hanging over and stuff is like to the brim like i'm i think i had a belt wrapped around it to keep it from like opening and it was like a, a belt just like a regular belt for your pants you know and it tied and uh i'm on the phone with my mom and she's talking with me i'm in like the middle of the airport waiting you know to to take off and she's like well just don't do anything stupid and i'm like what mom like what like, like say bomb huh hey friends we're gonna take one last little break for our sponsors I'm not gonna like I say bomb in an airport. Bad's gonna happen because nobody was around me, and I was like, oh whatever. I'm laughing about it, and she's like, no, stop, stop. And I'm like walking. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll call you when I get there. So I hang up, and I'm walking to like the door, and like these two guys come out, like, sir, can you come with us? I was like, ah. Next thing you know, all you see is the Taliban just fucking. Well, they, fucking they take my bag and they take this long kind of. It looks like a camera you'd use for mechanic, you know, camera where it's like a, you know, it's a tube one, but it's like flexible. So they start running yeah, I know into, what you're my, into my bag and they have the little handheld and they can see inside the bag while they're using it. And uh, yeah. so they do that first and they, they don't see anything. So they open the bag and they empty it out one by one. And it's just like clothes and, you know, nothing, nothing conspicuous. And, but they check the whole bag and then they check me and everything and maybe go through the scanner. And then, uh, you know, give me the pat down. And I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I, I was on the phone with my mom. And the guy, I could tell you, was just like, he couldn't really say anything. He was just over it. He was like, whatever. All right, well, here's your bag. And they didn't pack it back up. They just gave me my bag with all the shit next to it. I'm like, fuck, man. It took me forever That's to pack. A dick move. So I'm like, yeah, repack it all and re get it back in that fucking thing. My plane's about to dig off. But uh, not so much a man made monster, but just uh, my own idiocracy. So. Hey, I mean, if I was in your same shoes, I'd I'd scream it about ten times louder. Yeah, I thought it was funny at the time, though. <laughs> it's so funny because like <laughs> you mentioned bomb. <laughs> I had a bomb threat or two at my old job. Um, it was actually like the couple. It was like the second or third day before it closed down. We just see a bunch of cops outside, right? And I'm like, okay, you what know, let me just go is out. Is it early or late? Or? It's like, it's like, it's like getting, it's like sunset, you know, it's uh -huh. like starting to sun, it's like the start of sunset. So basically the cop comes and bangs on the fucking door, rings the doorbell. 
I'm like, hello, what's going on? He's like, you need to get everybody out. I was like, okay, why? He's like, apparently somebody called in. There's a bomb and we had to, you know, we had to check and make sure everything's all right. I'm just like, huh? Who the fuck would call in a bomb threat? He's like, I don't know. They, they kept anonymous, but they said it was a bomb. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I walk around. I say, everybody get, get out. You know, we have to make sure there's only like, well, there's actually quite a few people. There's about seven people in there. Mind you, it's a small place. So that's quite a lot. So we round up everybody and everybody's like kind of shitting themselves. I'm like, oh, it's probably just a hoax, whatever. And, you know, we all walk outside and we're waiting about 30 minutes. And then the cop comes up to me and says, hey, man, who's running the show here? I was like, I am. And he's like, you want to go inside and check and make sure there's no nothing out of place? There's no bombs? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> You're trying to sacrifice me? And then, like, I look around. I'm, like, literally left speechless. I'm like, this motherfucker just asked me to do his job? I'm not getting a, pay a fucking 60k salary for this shit? The fuck? So, I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> I was like, fine. You know what? I'll do it. I walk in there. I, I look around. And, like, I check the trash cans, check the back rooms, whatever. Nothing's out of place, obviously, because... Who the fuck would drop a bomb? It's it's like it's like fucking Osama bin Laden accidentally dropping a bomb in an airport. It's just unlikely because he's dead now. So basically, I look around, nothing's out of place. I go to the cop, I'm like, yeah, everything's cool. And he's like, Alright, you can shuttle everybody back in. And I was like, Really? That's it? That that's that that's all. <laughs> Like, you're not going to go in and check. You're not going to go in and make sure everyone's safe. You sent the fucking 20-year-old kid. You sent you sent the guy that has the most to lose because I have fucking 30 years left and, until I'm officially reaching retirement. Like, come on, man. You sent me in there to check for a bomb. So that just, like, made me lose all my hope in the police department at the time. So, yeah. Uh, call me a uh, big G bomb investigator. I've had every time I've ever called the police, I've had horrible encounters. And it's not like, cause like I had to call them to come out. Usually. I mean, that's already the horrible encounter to begin with, but last <laughs> time I had to call the police out, it was like a domestic violence thing with, uh, my ex father-in-law and the dude was being a huge fucking asshole and he got my face and keep in mind, I'm huge. You know, I'm a fucking big dude compared to this guy. This guy's like old. He's like 50 something plus. He's like almost 60, you know? And wait one second, my headset's caught. This dude's old, you know, old, out of shape. He just, you know, chain smoker, smokes like a pack a day, you know. I'm like, uh, and I'm easily a, a good 50 to 60 lean fucking mass on this dude. And I'm, I'm very pacifist, though. So I don't, I'm not trying to say, like, oh, I'm going to fuck anybody up. I see. But, you know, I'm, I'm very protective. And he just got my face, and I was like, had enough and i was like you know fuck this dude so i locked him in the backyard because he's all drunk and there's like a metal door so i deadbolts him in the backyard and he's like banging on the door and uh you know his wife has my daughter in the room with her they're chilling so i'm like hey let's get the fuck out of here and she like closes the door on me and locks me i'm like what the fuck so then i'm like okay all right i'm not gonna kick the door down i'm like i'll just right. i'll go call the cops so i go in my car call the cops you know 
and then finally i mean this dude's like shitting bricks too so you know obviously the wife let him out in the backyard and i drove down the street so you couldn't see where i'm at it's dark you know i just parked and had my my lights turned off and i can keep an eye on the house and i see his truck and i just see him get in the truck and he takes off i'm like okay because they knew because i they're on the phone with me i was like don't worry i'm gonna call the cops right now i was like i'm getting my fucking daughter i was like you guys sit tight i was like that motherfucker's going to jail tonight and uh yeah, so I call the cops, cops come, and then he's gone, you know, and the cops are all talking with her, and they're talking with him on the phone, and he's trying to sound like, oh, well, you know, we just had a disagreement, so I left because I didn't want to, you know, anything to, any altercations, and I'm like, this dude's fucking lying, and then I could hear him getting all mad because I'm like calling him out, he's all <laughs> screaming now on the phone, and I was like, uh, that's so funny, yeah, we're so I'm trying to tell the cop the situation, and uh, I had my my ex-brother-in-law with me and he's young he's like 21 he's your age you know but he's not a big kid he's really like skinny kid you know little and you know he hates his fucking dad too he didn't like the dude and so me and him are both collaborating with the story we're telling the cops everything and the cops like well why didn't you guys just kick his ass and i was like what <laughs> we're like, allowed to do that you <laughs> fuck this old man up i was like you crazy i was like you know what would happen i was like i would get an assault charge i'd probably go to jail for whooping you would have you would have old yellered his ass <laughs> yeah i was like i would have not stopped you know if i had to kick this dude's ass i would have fucking took a brick and broke his fucking face in half you know i would just not gonna let him have a chance to come at me i'd break his hands at least or his legs you know do the uh misery thing you know but oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, the cop though. He's like, Yeah, why don't you just kick his ass? It was like two cops too. And I was like, What? And I was like, you know what? You guys are no help. I was like, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> so but yeah. Terrible that, customer service. It was just a bad situation. I moved out after that. I was living with them, kind of helping their fucking asses too, supporting them throughout like all COVID time. Cause I made oh, yeah. YouTube money, you know, I was paying for everything and they didn't work and and then I left and like as far as I I haven't talked to those fuckers like in a year and a half, but Feels good. Feels good to know that their lives have gone to shit, and uh, my life just gets keeps getting better. So uh, that's great. Yeah, and I took my brother along with me. I was like, "Let's get the fuck out of here, dude." So that's just, awesome. We both left. Yeah, and now he's happy. He's got like a new car. He's got like two jobs. He's doing his own thing. Hell yeah, that's that's fucking awesome. You know, it's always good to like leave out of a bad situation and uh to just improve and keep improving and just trusting your process versus worrying about somebody else's you know like i mean shit i have my fair share of terrible roommates like my current my 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 roommate before i moved out from that place um he was a he was just bad he was a convicted felon um mind you it was me and my fiance so we're, we're literally just like sharing a room in this like big ass house that's like three thousand a month. Meanwhile, the uh, the roommate and his girl had two rooms and basically took up the entire house. But um, yeah, he just caused hell. They punched a hole in our door, et cetera, et cetera. We called the cops. They were no help. Um, he wasn't even on the lease because he's a felon. So one day, you know, he left his kid home. Mind you, his kid is literally two years old. Uh, no, actually a year and a half at the time, right? So we get pissed off and we're like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you leaving your fucking kid home? Are you insane? And we kept telling him to stop doing that shit because he's done it several times. We just didn't want to call CPS because like we were actually like really cool with the mother 
and she was at work, she had no control over it. You know what I mean? So, you know, we'd have to watch over the kid and make sure the kid doesn't fucking die, basically. Um, so we move out halfway throughout our lease. They tried raising more hell, trying to say they're going to sue us for breaching the lease, even though we told them that we're leaving and we got permission to do so. Um, I even like, you know, made amends with the, the landlord and had an ultimatum made to where we all get off. We all get out the lease. We all get out the house. There's no eviction. And we actually get paid for it. It was pretty great. So months go by. Literally, this just happened in December. Months go by. We don't hear shit from them. We don't care to hear shit from them. And I get a, a text from my fiance. And she's like, my friend just told me that so-and-so is in jail. I was like, really? And she's like, guess what it's for? I'm like, what? She's like, the same shit you told him to stop doing. Child neglect. They got locked the fuck up for child neglect and he was on probation. So he got hit with a VOP, violation of probation, and child neglect. And by the way, this is all public information. So Danny, Daniel, Hill... You're a piece of shit for neglecting your fucking two-year-old child. And I hope you get the maximum sentence that's allotted for it. Just thought I should air some dirty laundry right there. God damn. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like the one thing. Well, I guess it's, it's so, not just the one thing. But there's if out of the things that really piss me off is just, yeah, I mean, neglecting a child, abusing dude, your child. They're just two years old, man. Two years fucking old. And like, it's so funny because everybody that's close to him was like, Dude, weren't you always telling him to stop doing that shit? I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I kind of foresaw it coming though. And you know the craziest part, by the way. Guess what? Guess what? This is the craziest part. You ready? Yeah. His probation officer found the child home alone. Ooh. You can't get any worse than that. <laughs> That's fucked. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they probably heard the baby crying, and they're like. Yeah. Hey, we're coming in. Yep, and the mom and the dad got arrested for it. Um, the mom got out on bail. Dad, he's actually still in the jail. So that's that. That's horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. But uh, um, you know, one thing I've noticed is that I have very good intuition. So. Typically, when I tell somebody to stop doing something like that or whatever is because, like, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be a friend because I know what could happen if you get caught. Mind you, child neglect is a third degree felony in the state of Florida. That's nothing to fucking joke around with. So that plus your violation of probation could get you in a big bunch of trouble. And I kept telling them, dude, you got to stop fucking doing that. If you're going to bring your kid with you, do that or find a babysitter. But, um, yeah, I mean... I like to think I have pretty good intuition, so when I tell somebody something, you know, listen. I'm not a fucking prissy little princess. I'm not trying to get in my way all the time. I'm just trying to help. And it's kind of common sense. So, you know, he got what was coming to him. And that's that's really all that was to it. I mean, I always wished him well, and I knew karma would get his ass for the hell he put me and my fiancé through. And, well, <laughs> you got a good taste of karma right there, feller. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get a mouthful of karma in prison. So, <laughs> <laughs> Big Bubba's waiting for you. Yeah. 
come over here and put your lips on my hot mouth. <laughs> <laughs> put some Kool-Aid on it. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's, that's fucked, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I grew up, you know, I mean, I had older brothers, though, but we were often home alone for the sake of my mom didn't have... She would have a babysitter, but this dude would fucking fall asleep or he would just, you know, and I would wander. I'd leave the fucking house and CPS would come by and, you know, but, you know, my older brother should be at school and then he would forget to take me to school. Or my mom told me, you know, recently, like, yeah, he would say that, you know, you didn't, you told him that you didn't want to go to school and I would lose that. Like, what are you talking about? He's a baby. Obviously, he doesn't want to go to school. You got to take him anyways. You know, this guy. uh, Yeah, but. You know, and I grew up with this other guy most of my life, my young life, from like age, you know, whatever, one to like ten. So I always knew him as like a like a brother, like an older brother. And uh, he's cool though. He's just you know, he's just kind of like a not very responsible person. So you know, kind of guy that would tax time would come and he would go get some new rims instead of like worrying about bills. And we were oh, always wow. losing houses because he would not pay the fucking rent. My mom would give him like money for rent because she worked. You know, she worked at she was like a big high up at jc penny like corporation oh yeah and then she would work all day you know and then she'd come home and she couldn't pay the rent on you know during certain times because she couldn't just physically be there to give get the money to western union and everything so she'd give him the money like all right go get the stuff and go pay the landlord but he would just like not pay he would do, go do whatever go buy a bunch of stuff from like rent a center or you know just, uh rent a center uh the place where the broke stays broke yeah yeah i was no stranger to like knocks at the door my mom being like get down <laughs> we're gonna hit the floor and no like, way she'd be like she'd be like i just want to make sure we we have the furniture till this weekend okay after that they can nah, take for it real. So. Nah, for real i used to deal with that shit all the time like 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 don't answer the door don't answer the door we need this washer and dryer <laughs> so yeah i mean yeah hell of a time I mean, I wonder what people do if they do answer the door. It's not like they're just gonna walk in your house, you know? They can be like, they could ask. Uh, typically, they be like, "Hey, we need the payment," because I used to work at Rena Center, so they'd be like, "Hey, we need the payment," or we have to pick up the merch, and uh, you know, since you already answered the door, you know, they're kind of like stuck there, I guess. I but, just be like, get you the know, fuck I've, out I've, of here. The fuck I've had my fair share of people slamming the door in my face and just not answering back again. Yeah, they told me, hey, one second. They'd say, hey, one second, and then just close the door and never answer back. I'd be like, okay, well, on to the next. Yeah, that's all I'd but, do. If I, if I was, I, I'd honestly do that. I mean, I'm sure the cops would come eventually to get the, the stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you'd get a court notice, actually, and it'd be classified under theft of something. I forget what it is, but you definitely would get some type of uh, legal action pressed against you. So... Yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're house. <laughs> but I don't rent stuff either. I just go on Facebook Marketplace. I get my shit like. Yeah, dude, that's where I got my VR headset from. I was like, fuck yeah, hundred bucks. That's a good deal. Yeah, I've got a I got two VR headsets. One for me and my daughter, and I got mine mine used, and then hers hers was new because it was like the Quest Two just came out. You could buy it. Oh yeah. Anywhere, and I was like, oh fuck, I'll go get it here. <laughs> But okay, well, I think we got time for one more story. You got anything else for us tonight? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I saved kind of the best for last. Uh, it's about me catching one of my customers literally doing cocaine. All right, uh, all right. In 4K. So 
it was a normal day. Um, and, you know, these two women walk in, you know, they're regular customers, whatever, whatever. And I greet them, you know, the usual, you know, they play a few games. They tip me a little bit, play a few games, tip me a little bit. And then, you know, I'm just chilling in the office because there's nobody else in the store. There's only those two people in the back. So I'm just watching the cameras on my phone, whatever. So the cameras are obviously on TVs, but I was just like on my phone on the side as well. Um, and I see one of them like wiping their nose. I'm like, that's odd. Why are you sniffing like and wiping your nose at the same time? And why are you like, like, you know, just shaking your head violently or something like that? Kind of like, woo, you know? Yeah. So I rewind the camera back and I literally see her take out like a small little vial and it's like white powder in it. And I see her put it up to her nose and just snort it. So the second I see that shit, I record it and send it to my manager but I also walk to the back. I'm like, hey, you got to leave. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, I just saw you snort cocaine on camera. And she's like, no, you didn't. What are you talking about? I didn't even do that. Da -da 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 -da. So I pull up my phone and I literally show her that I caught her in 4K. I show the camera footage. And I, it, it literally shows the other woman handing her the cocaine, and then the other, then the woman that got the cocaine snort it, and she's like, "That's not me." I'm like, "You're the only one here. What the fuck do you mean?" <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, and then she's like, "Whatever, man. Whatever, whatever." After I just tipped you, like, "Come on, couldn't you like turn a blind eye?" I'm like, "Nah, it's a rule," and. My managers have cameras at home anyways, so they could see it themselves and ban your ass. You're lucky I'm just kicking you out. And she's like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm like, that's cool. You can fuck me later. Just get out. And they leave after they spend the rest of their little money because, like, I'm not an asshole. Like, I'm gonna let you spend the rest of the money you put on there and cash it out and whatever. But she did that, left, never came back. She got banned. Um, and then a few weeks later, she gets unbanned and comes in and she's like, you a bitch. Like she just straight up fucking like harasses me with her words. She's like, you a bitch. I'm like, all right, cool. Leave. You ain't coming back in on my shift ever again. So that happened. She's not allowed back in on my shift. Uh, and it, she was never allowed back in on my shift. till the business shut down. So. That's the story about me catching somebody in 4K doing a little bit of the booger sugar. A little booger sugar alert. A little Santa snow blanket. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Though I appreciate Definitely. your time and and every and these stories have been crazy. So for sure. Fuck, it's been refreshing, refreshing. So again, thank you. And one thing I ask everyone that is on the show. Uh, what is some advice you would give to a listener that's been in a similar situation that you have been? Uh, always keep your composure. Um, don't do what I did and like swear back at somebody because the one thing that's more valuable than, you know, clapping back or snapping back 
is keeping calm and remain in keeping your composure because there's nothing that pisses somebody off more when they're angry than kindness so always be kind because you'll piss them off even more and it's even funnier <laughs> i like that approach all right well thank you again i hope you have a good good what is it what's today sunday have a good rest of yep. your, your weekend while last and uh all right i'll catch you guys in the next episode thank you see ya I just want to say thanks again for listening, everybody. If you made it this far, then I'm sure you'd love where to find more content. For more scary podcasts like this and a link to our Discord where you can reach out to be interviewed on the show, please go to eeriecast.com. Thanks again. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.